We want to be our best, feel our best and live our best. But achieving our best isn't as cut and dry as do fitness, eat good, get results, happy. To find joy, good health, balance and contentment, we need to show valour. This is valour. Valour is courage. Courage to face challenges, to endure, to struggle, to be exposed to all of your vulnerabilities and to face it all without any certainty of the outcome. On the Valor Podcast, we share the methods, strategies, and ideas that can help us all achieve our very best. This is Valor. G'day all. Welcome back to the Valor Podcast. Stu here from the wardrobe. It's where the acoustics are best. Um, so we are now towards the mid to end of November, and where you know, the state of Victoria is now finally out of lockdown and things are a little more normal, well, as normal as they've been in months. And it's it's starting to feel pretty good. The gym's been open a few weeks. It's feeling good. Everyone's really happy, which is really awesome to see. I feel like everyone's more kind of happy and grateful and patient than ever, which is awesome. And it's kind of what this episode's going to be a little bit about. If you hear any funny noises, it's just Haver wandering around. She's Having a little, a little sneak around the bathroom, trying to, I don't know, do something. Hopefully she might chew on some shampoo, who knows. Ava, leave it alone. Uh, yeah, but this uh, yeah episode today, uh, it's, it's called Lockdown Lessons. Um, I think, you know, most people that kind of didn't resist and just allowed lockdown to kind of happen and stopped bitching and complaining and just kind of got on with it, allowed themselves the opportunity to just stop and think and reflect and maybe look at how their life currently is and what things are going well and what things are maybe not going well, how they could do things a little bit differently. Um, everyone just had that time to reflect. Um, our world is always just so go, go, go. It's just been non-stop and it seems to be getting faster and faster as technology gets faster and, you know, things just, you know, that we order something gets quicker when we want a job done it gets done quicker the processing of every everything is faster because it's all online now that you know we expect things quicker um which which the point of all that was to make our lives easier to have things that you know our phone we can quickly pay for something or we you know we don't have to go to the bank anymore and stuff like that but the problem was was that instead of just enjoying that spare time that we got from you know having more efficient things in our life we just filled up all that time with more crap or we just sat in traffic (laughs) but yeah we filled it up with more stuff instead of just just dialing back a little bit so i'm going to get into these lessons i've got a bunch of them some i might don't go into some detail some i might literally just be like a one or two sentence thing I'm sure a bunch of these things are things that totally resonate with you or lessons that you have had. I've even listened to some really cool podcasts where people have shared similar sort of stuff. Hopefully, some, there's some things in here where you're like, hey, I didn't think of that. Um, but I really hope that a lot of this stuff is stuff where you go, shit, yeah, I do resonate with that. That's that's what I've been thinking. And, and because I think that way, I'm feeling a bit more happier and content and less anxious now with life as a result. Um, yeah. So... Before we get into these, I think, you know, as, as shitty, and I've said it to a few people, as shitty as the whole lockdown was, I wouldn't change it for a second. 
even the extended and then extended and then extended and then extended like whatever we're, we're past it now um you know with with pressure and uncertainty comes change and without all of that kind of lockdown maybe we wouldn't have learnt all these lessons and or maybe they wouldn't have instilled as much you know the rest of the country had the initial lockdown that we all had but then got back to normal life in june who knows maybe over there things are you know people start to forget some of those things because they only had a month or two to kind of beef have it forced on them whereas us victorians we had a lot of time to just yeah stop think about what we're doing what's working what's not working where are we wasting time where are we wasting our lives where are we getting caught up in too much wasted shit and maybe not paying enough attention to the good stuff that actually makes us happy so yeah i wouldn't change it for a second i am it was hard definitely at times but like i said without those kind of really rough moments those struggles we don't change for the better we just are same and that's what I thought, like, if COVID didn't happen, think about what you'd be doing right now. It would be the same, probably the same as the year before and the same as the year before and the same as the year before. But because this has happened, once again, let's leave out the the more morbid side of it and the, you know, deaths and that side obviously is a side that we, you know, would take back in a heartbeat. But the more relating into the context of just being forced to just stop who are you now and why and in are you different or do you feel yourself as maybe a slightly better person as a result and i think a lot of you would say yes so here they go lockdown lessons first one we're already started on it slow down and do less we we sort of yeah we, we we've been doing everything um but we don't have to be doing everything we need to say more to know things and we need to just dial in on the things that we do want to do. So that might be learning to sacrifice some of those things that we are probably wasting on. You know, we, we want to do 20 things, but maybe we can only cope with nine. So there might be 11 things to sacrifice and you might have to, you know, like a hoarder, it's, it's hard to let go. But once you let go, things are a little bit clearer. Things are a little bit easier to manage. You don't have as many spinning plates. And those things that you are focusing on and giving more of your attention to, you can actually take in. You can be in the moment with them. When you're just spinning plates, you're not actually ever looking at one plate and going, cool, like this is fun. I enjoy this. This makes me happy. Your spin, next one, spin, next one, spin, next one, spin, next one, spin, next one. And that's what it feels like, you know, whether it's um, school drop-off and pick-up, gymnastics, uh, gym, work, what other things do we do? It's been, it's mainly your kids' stuff. <laughs> but then it could be your own things. You've got your own football and you've got to go to the shops and then you've got to go do shopping and then you've got to do these extra calls at work and then you've got to stay up late because, I don't know, anything. There's all sorts of stuff that goes on and there's too many things, too many commitments. We need to dial them back. And um, now I find myself when I'm about to take on something, I stop and go, do I need to do this? Have I got enough on my plate right now? I know myself with the gym, there's so many different moving parts just in the gym itself, whether it's coaching classes or organizing the roster or paying staff or ordering 
food and stuff or managing or maintaining equipment or paying bills or managing the finances or communicating with staff. There's so many things already. Or then there's the marketing side, the content side, doing things like this, the podcast. It's a million different things. So I've definitely learned to look at some things and go, do I need to do that as much? So maybe when it comes to like social posting, if I miss some social posts now, I don't care. That's fine. As long as my people, you know, you've got to think of, I guess, what things are most important. And, uh, you know, the people that we have at the gym, our current members are most important. And they don't really need the social post. They need us. They need us to be present. They need us to be able to communicate with them one-on-one, you know, in person and let us know that we're there and we are present for them. And if we're not, you know, it's probably because you've got too much stuff going on. Leads me into the second uh, lockdown lesson. Be present. Be in the moment more. You know, whether that's stopping and just listening to your kids about their day rather than kind of flicking your phone while they talk or listening to your friends or even your mum, just having a conversation and just stopping or going for a walk, not on your phone while you're going on a walk, just looking at nature, seeing what's around, having a conversation with someone down the shop, not rushing off, not trying to do just two things at the one time, just stop and absorb everything that's going on in life and that lesson probably came to us a lot during lockdown because we would go on walks and you'd look around and you'd see how clear the sky is and you'd see how many mountain ranges away you could see or we'd check out the kangaroos bouncing around the golf course and all those sorts of beautiful things that just fly by. They just pass you by when you're not being present. Um, Not only is being present just, it's nice, but it helps bring you calm. It helps bring you to a more comfortable normal it reduces anxiety and it allows you to just you know live in in the moment when we're always living the past and the future comes a lot of you know worry about the future or regret about the past or you know we're just and and we're never actually at the point where we go hey right now is quite good right now is fun right now is really enjoyable if we're always in the future we're worrying about how much money we need to make or what jobs need to be done and things like that and It's just not living. Lockdown lesson number three. Focus more on what you do have and less on what you don't. Um, Such a relevant one to most of us. Hey, we we see, especially now with, you know, the social media going off its head and celebrities and all those sorts of people like that that have lots. They've got a pool. They've got a holiday home. They go on holidays. They do all this and... When you watch all that and you see all that, it's very quick to you know you very quick to forget how good you have it. You know, all us Australians are very lucky people. We are, you know, if you look at every country out there in the world, we're probably one of the luckiest. You know, and we we have a lot of Kiwi members too, and those guys are just as just as lucky as us. We have great healthcare. We have great people around. We have access to all the food and water and activities and things that we want for a you know, pretty good price. There's a lot of jobs out there. There's there's so much good about where we live in the world. Um, we are absolutely lucky people. You know, you, I couldn't think of any other country I'd rather be living in, especially you know, during this COVID stuff. Um, but yeah, I thought about this, especially um, most people have got, you know, housing estate pages. Us in the Botanic Ridge page have got one as well. And people have been actually, you know, everyone knows that they can be some pretty whingy pages. And it can be very hard to uh, bite your tongue at times. And I usually just stay out of it. But just the other week, um, I think someone had posted up a 
photo of there's a vacant block with long grass growing on it um and and the concern that the, the concern was about the fact that you know it's coming into snake season let's get this cut but the question was who's responsible for this is the body corporate of settlers run responsible for this is the council or whatever which was a fair you know fair question as well um but then came the comments and people started whinging that, oh, the, the nature strips aren't looked after. The grass doesn't get cut here. Oh, this, oh, that, rah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a disgrace that this, we don't get this and rah, rah, rah. And then someone else chimed in and was like, oh, like, you know, it's, you know, we, we, we really miss out on quite a lot. It's, you know, we don't have shops nearby. We don't have a football over. We don't have this. We don't have that. We don't have that. The least they could bloody do for us is just maintain the nature strip. And, oh, my God, I never buy it, but I bit. I was like, I said very nicely and kindly. I was like, you know, do you know what? I disagree. You know, you can live anywhere and have the shops access nearby and the football oval and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, go go live over there. But, you know, we've got probably one of the most beautiful estates I've ever seen, ever lived in. We're so fortunate to live here. We've got big, wide footpaths that allow, you know, kids on bikes and stuff to go freely without bumping into each other. There's minimal roads or minimal crossings on these walking tracks, where which also keeps kids safe. There's so much bushland. There's endangered bandicoots getting around there's kangaroos every single morning bouncing along near the golf course or on the golf course the people are friendly and kind they look out for you they bring your bins in when you're away it is phenomenal the the estate botanic ridge is so good i've i've lived in you know different towns towns on the peninsula like like mount martha and mornington which you know would be perceived as like you know a prestigious town but none of the estates I lived in there have been as amazing as Botanic Ridge. It is a phenomenal place to live. We are so fortunate. And this person had even chimed in about, you know, resale value of their homes and rah, 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 because there's no shops and shit nearby. And I was like, you're kidding me. I'm like, mate, just let's... And I said to him exactly, let's focus more on what we do have where we live and maybe less on what we don't. You know, we... The like the value of Botanic Ridge is pretty damn good as well. So I don't know what he was on about, but but I was like, you know, we live in such a beautiful place with beautiful people and and beautiful nature and all that. All of us are all around and you know, good sized homes and it's just so lovely. You know, what's resale value to you when you're dead? It's really not important. So and a lot of people really liked what I'd written and and said you know I, I second that or whatever. Um, but I just thought, come on. Think about what you've got because what we have is phenomenal. You don't have to have the pool and you don't have to have the car. You don't have to have any of that. What you need is just some good people around you, you know, a good good relationship with your family, good neighbours, good friends. You've got all those things. You are bloody rich and you probably, you know, got more than 99.9% of the, of the world. We are bloody lucky. And... Lockdown lesson next one, let the little things go, which, you know, I probably should have let that one go. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the little things, just the little things that bug you and you snap at them or we, you, you know, we, we re- react before we even think. They're just not important. So, you know, and it, I guess a lot of it can tie in with being too busy and having too much on our plate and a plate drops and it just frustrates us and we get anxious and we and then bang we snap and we get caught up in all the little things and the stupid things um so i've sort of over this time been telling myself like you know 
when something like that happens that I would have maybe reacted to and snapped at in the past, I just stop, think about it, maybe walk away for a moment, decide if it's really worth, you know, bitching over and or if it's even worth responding to at all. Sometimes all it takes is to just go walk off for a little bit or just bite your tongue. And, and probably the most important thing is, ask, you know, ask yourself, is, is re- you reacting really going to make change to whatever's just happened? Or is it more about your ego? Are you responding because it because whatever's happened has threatened your ego? And, and if, and if it, that's why, then why do you care? Why does it matter? Doesn't matter. Just let it go. And I, again, it's another one I've had conversations with people and yeah, those little things just... As uh, Elsa says, let it go, let it go. Um, next one, lockdown lesson. Give first and always choose kindness. Again, it kind of rolls on nicely from the last one. Um, you know, the smallest little gesture can just absolutely make someone's day. Um, and we did this tons during the lockdown throughout the gym. And it was it was probably some of the most heartwarming highlights of what we did. We um, People would just drop past homes and, you know, just drop stuff off. I know a few times we went past people's house and dropped some donuts off or some beers or some flowers or whatever and people were doing it to us. I remember at Easter time we had chocolate bunnies and stuff in our front lawn that from, from random, you know, members, which was phenomenal and those, those little acts of kindness or people just calling up a mate and saying, hey, let's just go for a walk. Let's go walk for a cafe, get a takeaway coffee. Um, or even, you know, like I said earlier, like just you see, you know, the bins out, of your neighbor and just bringing it in for them or the nature strip's got a bit long, just cutting it for them. Just those little tiny acts and thinking what you can do for someone first rather than, you know, they haven't done anything for me. Why should I do anything for them? Just goes such a long way. We even had one task that I set our members um, a few months ago and it was just like a, an act of kindness day. And you just had to just do anything, do something for somebody, whoever it was. And, the other little kicker I put in it just to make it extra fun and challenging was to not tell anybody about it. So if you're going to go off and, I don't know, drop some eggs at someone's door or anonymously pay for the person next to you's petrol without telling them, you weren't allowed to tell anybody. You weren't allowed to go home and tell your husband. You weren't allowed to go and tell your mate. Um, it was just need, and you know, it was about doing something kind without getting a reward or anything in return. And just, just knowing, just knowing that that person would have just really appreciated it and knowing that, hey, you possibly made their day, you might have made their week, you, you know, and that little thing could just change everything. You never know how bad of a day someone's having and, you know, if you choose to be an ass, you, you possibly contributed to making their day still shit. But just that little gesture of dropping off a, a beer or going for a walk could be that one thing that just changes the mindset of someone else and helps them get into a better headspace. And it, it doesn't have to be during lockdown either. It can just be on a general day. Someone's anxious. You know someone's struggling. Just that little gesture. It, it's nothing. It takes no effort. It's nothing for you. It's absolutely nothing for you to just, boom, just go and do something that takes a few seconds. But to them, it's absolutely everything. And we don't realize that, that those tiny little gestures that are really no skin off your back, spending five bucks on a, on a little tin, 
nothing to you but to receive that at your door or you know I, i'm using these same examples because that's what we've been doing to receive that at your door just fucking just blows your mind when we were doing it i wasn't even knocking on the door or anything i'd just drop it and leave and i would just wait and see you never know when someone's going to go to their door it could be three hours later and then they bang open it it's a little tin there how good but um it doesn't have to be in this just this context either again just when someone's been an ass when someone's having a shit day you can tell they're going off, off at everybody or if your wife or your your husband or your girlfriend or your daughter or whatever you know when they're just being a fucking shit before you just react and and bounce back just come from a little place of empathy and go what's going on with them maybe something's wrong maybe they're stressed maybe they've had a shit day maybe someone's maybe they're not feeling that good so rather than me adding fuel to the fire let's just choose kindness first let's let's be there for them um <clears throat> again these are tying in so good um probably ties in from one a few earlier i've written these on a little list here if you don't realize and i've got my little notebook and they're in a, a, a sort of an order that works but not quite perfectly um this one i think is really important and it, it really did play into my mind a lot which was that you don't have to keep up with everybody um we always i guess it probably foes it, it, it ties into the one on focusing more on what you do have and less on what you don't but we don't have to keep up with everybody and feel like oh, I need to have this thing or, or be there or do that and all that. And this has really just grown phenomenally since uh, social media has come into play probably, what, 15 years ago. Um, and I, I've said it to some people before, but just imagine or re- remind yourself, let's go back to like the year 2000 or year 2001. Um, I say year 2000 because it's Sydney Olympics, so it plays in, I can remember that year really well. Um, you didn't have... Your, your bubble wasn't so big. Now in social media world, our bubble's huge. The amount of contacts and access to different people we have is massive. But the problem is we, our bubble's so huge that we almost we kind of feel so lonely and isolated at the same time because everyone's doing different things. And you know, in the comparable world that is social media, we compare all the time and we look at what they're doing and what they have and where they're going and we forget all the great things that we have and we're doing. And we also don't get that feedback. Others don't tell us the times they get envious and jealous of what we're doing. And we don't tell them of those things either. So everyone's feeling it the same. Even probably the most wealthiest, fortunate person in the world probably feels it just as much as you feel it. Um, Feeling like we have to keep up and do what someone else is doing. And, you know, because people receive praise and adoration and jealousy and all those things for it. And it's crazy. So go back to like, pre-social media the circle you had literally who did you know you knew like your family you know your mum and dad your brother you knew your circle of friends you knew maybe some of your friends friends you know some of your friends parents and that's about it your people at work as well i guess i didn't go to work in year 2000 i was in grade six um but that's all that's all you knew that's all you knew there was a lot less people to feel like you needed to keep up with and the better thing, again, was all those people that you knew, you knew them on a face-to-face level. You knew them personally. So when you caught up with them, you didn't know what they'd been up to until you had a conversation about it. You didn't see a thousand photos on Facebook. There was no opportunity to be jealous. It was, hey, what have you been doing? Oh, wow, amazing. How good, how good for you? I'm happy for you. And then that feelings of happiness for somebody as opposed to the competitiveness for somebody um, as we feel now. So 
I just kind of like either one, either delete your social media and get rid of it. But if you're not interested in doing that, maybe delete the contacts that are making you feel jealous. But three, just let it go. Um, remind yourself that everyone's on different journeys doing different things. We don't have to be doing what everyone else is doing. We can just do what we're doing. And what we're doing is enough. It's plenty. Next one. Um, and I really think this one's important and these lessons have come in. This is one of the biggest ones, I reckon. I probably should have been at the start or at the end. I don't know. You put the most important one at the end of the start. Don't know. Don't know. Anyways, do what makes you and your family happy. Not what you think will make others or you know happy or... Or do things because it's what others say will make you happy or what marketing will say will make you happy. Just do the things that make you and your family happy. If you want to go live out in the country, go and live out in the country. If you want to move to Queensland, go move to Queensland. If you want a different job, go get a different job. If your job currently is so busy that you don't have a relationship with your kids, go get a different job. You don't have to do those things you have to do. I know there's the fear we won't be able to support our family or do those things, but you can, you know, because other people are doing those jobs and other people are living out in the country. They're all also surviving. It's just the fear that it's not what we do right now. And right now is safe and comfortable and that's fine. But, you know, COVID's definitely kind of taught us that, you know, we're not all bloody invulnerable superheroes that can't be shaken, can't be broken. Um, you know, we our time is not infinite. You know, we've it's we've got this chance here to live life how we want to live it. You know, in the way that will make us and our closest to us happiest. And if you're not choosing to do that, you're fucking wasting your time. So it's really important to just you know realize that. And I think once again, I think COVID really drilled that message in. Make those choices. Just do it. What's the worst that's going to happen? Nothing, nothing bad will happen because you'll be doing the things that make you happy. You might not be earning a million bucks. You might not be earning 500,000 bucks. You might not be earning 100,000. But that's what other people think that you need to be happy. What do you need to be happy? If you need to live on a farm and have some chickens and hens and chickens and hens, uh, chickens and sheep and, you know, and that's what your dream life is, then who gives a fuck about what the money is or whatever else it is that you think you need to have? You don't need it. Just go do what makes you happy. Um, massive one this is a, a lesson that oh, I just drilled into myself right back in March and remind myself over and over and over again and it's it was probably a way to help curb and reduce um, anxiety and worry and fear about the unknown whether it was how the gym was going to survive or how we're going to pay for stuff or what was going to happen at the end or what happens if you know a government grant or a job keeper doesn't come <laughs> things like that um, and that is to focus only on what you can control and to not waste your energy complaining or worrying or having anxiety about the things that you can't control. You know, we can't control the weather. So there is no point, you know, when it's cold and rainy and people are like, oh, oh, it's raining. Oh. It's like, mate, change it then. Go on, change the rain. Um... Or play it as it lies. It's raining. Put on a coat, you know. Um, but throughout this whole thing, it was that was my thing. You know, I can't control lockdown. There was people complaining and moaning, and it was the only thing they were carrying on about every time you saw one. Oh, Dan Andrews. Oh, let's go do this. 
it wasn't going to change anything. You could sit there and mope every day about what others maybe are doing or about whether you do or don't want to wear a mask or uh, all these sorts of other fears and uncertainties, but none of them were going to change anything. So I just continually told myself to just, like I said, play it as it lies. This is what's in front of me. This is the situation. The gym is closed. How do we manage that? Well, we want our people to be looked after. We want them to be, you know, they're just as scared as I am. So what can we do? We need to make sure that they can still train or or still have access to the care. You know, we, we identify our number one priority as a gym is to give care before anything, before a barbell, before a diet plan, before a class, before anything, care is our number one priority. We're not, we're not a, an exercise place, we're a care place. Um, second by building that care into the community Um, so that was what was priority for us I'm like well how can I control those things how can we give care we can hand out equipment we can run the programming online we can continually check in on members we can keep our Sunday check-ins going we can increase the communication back and forth on the socials we can make sure we could continue to do things like Grateful Friday Um, we can reduce the membership fee which obviously the gym takes a hit which is fine but it means that our members are still going to be with us and they're still going to be in contact the worst thing that could happen was maybe something like kept the membership fee at the normal you know in in the gym rate and we would have had 60 percent of our people or 70 or even 80 percent of our people leave so then you know the income would probably would have been the same for the gym whether you reduced it or kept it the same because all your people would have gone but then your access to them, your communication with them would have dropped off. Your engagement with them would have dropped off. So that would have felt crap to me and our staff. But it also would have felt crap and horrible to our members. They would have felt isolated. They would have felt lonely. They would have felt like they've lost that community. That you know, A lot of people have their three places, the home, their work, and then their hobby. And for a lot of people, the gym is that hobby. So if I was to cut that from them, then they're going to feel worse and they're not going to cope as well. So what was more important and what could I control? And that was to give care in the best way that I could do. And that's what we did. And as a result, we were able to keep as many people as we could engaged in some way. Um, and that was pretty much all I focused on. That, that, that's what I can control. At home, I can control the garden (laughs) i can make the garden pretty which i did did some changes i can control you know how i help educate harper with remote learning or we can control things by you know control our our worried brain by going on a walk and once again checking out the kangaroos and bandicoots you know those were the things we can control all those uncertain things we couldn't when it comes to the financial side what else can we do we can you know make sure that we're getting job keeper we can spend less we can you know pause our mortgage if we need to we can you know just cut back on some stuff all those things are within our in our control we can save anything that we can possibly save if we need to we can go like i did go out to court's family in the country which was a really lovely escape for about four days and go and build some cabinets for for four days and and make some different income um, they're the things that we could control. And as a result, we got through it fine. Fucking important one. And that's just not COVID. But I th- it's probably one of my number one messages to remind myself of all the time is to focus on only on the things that you can control. Anything you can't control, just let it go. Um, next one. Be less entitled. I think a lot of us, even if we thought we were not entitled... <laughs> 
Rona definitely showed us that we were still possibly a little bit entitled. Well, look, we're living in a bloody first world country. We've all, most of us have all got jobs. We've got lovely homes. We've got all this stuff. Of course, we're going to be some level of entitled. Um, but yeah, the message, the message is that, you know, and, and COVID definitely taught us this. The world is not all about you. It's not here to serve you. It, it, genu- it, it doesn't actually care if you're here or you're not. So, you know, focus more on the things beyond yourself and be more tolerant of others. Be more accepting of others. Be more, have more empathy. Stop behaving as the, though, you know, you're the fucking only important thing because you're not. Or, or stop behaving as though you are more important than others um, you know, because of whatever X, Y, and Z reasons that are all, you know, we all have those sort of preconceived things in our brain where we feel as though we are above other people or not all of us but many of you buggers do um and it's just a waste it's a it's it doesn't serve you better it doesn't make you any happier it doesn't make your community any happier either so you know as a gym where we work with different people um you know over time we've had entitled people at the gym and they just it just doesn't work and we've all come across entitled people in our workplace, entitled people in our family that just say bullshit or behave in just just a poor way. And it's just selfishness and it just doesn't work that way. And what we've found during this lockdown, if, if you do more things for your community or you get around your neighborhood and things like that, and you realize that, you know, beyond yourself and doing things for the greater whole and everybody around you will in return, make things greater for you too. But if you are expecting everyone to serve you in a particular way and you know, all that, then you're going to lose out. Um, I think Court told me the other day that, you know, this, this is funny, it's it's another uh, it's another estate page uh, bitch session. <laughs> I've got to get off these estate pages. But no, she saw someone who had a go at a small business um, because their staff for a moment, their mask, they must have slipped down off their nose or something. And she got on the uh, estate page and had a huge go at them for not behaving in this particular way and not having their mask on properly. And everyone got back at her and was like, mate, they're a small business. They've been bloody locked down all year. Like, just give, give them a break. Like, just... And then apparently, I think the owner even said that they've got health conditions anyway, like asthma and things like that. And... And that was the reason for why their mask wasn't on or whatever. But I was like, can you just be less entitled and just, just support them? Just let leave them alone. Um, yeah, I'll leave that one. I don't want to bang on. Um, let's go on to that one next one. I'm going to skip a few and go to that one. Support small business. I was going to leave this to last, but support small business. We've all just seen how much of an absolute shit fight for small businesses has been. And probably all know someone that might have closed or a friend of a friend that had closed down because of this. And... Um, no one had to like pivot as hard as small businesses had to, whether you're a gym or a cafe or a restaurant. Um, it was so cool to see these small businesses adapt and pivot in ways and come up with amazing different ways to do business. Like the a lot of the city restaurants did these, you know, massive like area drops, like a peninsula drop or a Casey drop of, you know, these wicked kind of do-it-yourself dinners. I know we had an amazing meal from Chin Chins from this and, People just finding ways to make things work, online food delivery and stuff, and people just did it so quickly. Um, but yeah, going on from that, like rather than bitch and moan about a small business, just get around them 
And a bit like what I said earlier about how that, you know, just give kindness first um, and how much it, it's nothing for you. Think about it in the context of small business. Small business generally always costs more than big business because the overheads are bigger and, you know, it's just harder. You know, a big business, look at our Kmarts and those places like that. Like everything's in bulk. They've got the resources. They've got the people that they can reduce the, the cost of stuff so significantly, which obviously makes it tempting for buyers. But what's so special about small business is how unique and how crafted and the care and the love and stuff that they put in. It might be relatively the same product, but to pay maybe five bucks extra or sometimes even a few dollars extra you know, to to just do that, to give that little bit extra for your day or for your week or for your year, that little extra cost, it's nothing for you. It's no big deal. You know, when you get caught up in being a bit of a tight ass, we feel like it is a big deal. Oh, oh, their their coffees are $3 more than Starbucks or oh, the local beers cost a few dollars more or the local restaurant, I could just go oh, like... Though you pay a few bucks more, but it ain't going to break your bank. It's not going to break your bank. You're not going to go broke. You're not going to have to sell your house. So that small little gesture of paying a few dollars extra and getting around a small business is nothing for you. But for that small business, it's fucking everything. It's huge. It means so much. It means that they can probably put food on the table at home. It means that they can employ another staff member. It means they can keep putting creative love into something that they care about and you know share the joy of the things that they create for their community um and that's what it's all about you know kmart's great we all love kmart we all love bunnings they're bloody good places but you know just putting in that little bit of care to go sweet maybe i can go local today um maybe i can go small business the impact that little impact or gesture that you have of going there is small for you massive for them all right, last couple. Lockdown lessons. Make friends with your neighbours. Um, we used to always have, we used to always know our neighbours when I was kids, and I think it's changed over time. Maybe it's because of social media and people wanting big homes with big fences so they can all bugger off and have their own time themselves. But what's caught, what's happened from this is a big and a big epidemic of loneliness. So you know, forget COVID for a moment. Loneliness is one of the biggest. Um, crushing things going on in our world today or especially in the western world and that is because we're putting up fences and we're blocking each other off and we've got our socials and we've got our Netflix and we've got all that we can close our doors and be like bugger off everybody I've got my big place to myself but what we're losing is that community and social connection with others um, and that loneliness yeah I don't know if other people have listened to podcasts and things like that, things like the Resilience Project or the, the podcast that we've done with Martin Heppel in the past from the Resilience Project. He talks about this stuff and some, it hits you hard when you haven't really thought about this stuff, but um, it's causing a lot of... It's causing depression. It's causing anxiety. It's causing suicide. It's, it's causing social anxiety. Um, and I think what we realise is something as small as just getting in contact and you know knowing your neighbors is that little thing that's going to help you feel a little bit less lonely and pre-covid we didn't really know our neighbors that well we've, only, we've lived here about two years but we didn't know our neighbors that well which was ridiculous there's, there's these girls that live next door and half hadn't been playing with them you know there's lovely people across the road that now i know own an auto barn down in mornington and 
helped me get a whole lot of car washing stuff. And I chose to support them because it's a small business. But I couldn't even leave, I could barely go far from my home anyway. And I don't know what to buy when it comes to car washing stuff. So I could support them, but now I get to know them a little bit better. But um, I, you don't have to know your neighbors to the point of having them over for Barbies all the time. But just to be that person and just say, hey, have a brief chat when you're bringing your bins in or to be the person that brings the bins in for them you know, when they've gone away. Um, it just brings that little bit of connection and closeness. It helps create a little bit more of like, a, I guess, a safety, a feeling of safety and security around your home to know that everyone is looking out for each other. Um, helps reduce loneliness. Uh, but just that increase of social connection in your area, all of those things contribute to an increased feeling of safety, increased feeling of security, and an increased feeling of connectedness, um, which makes us feel less lonely. So whether you... Um, have met your neighbors or given them a wave or not, get over there, just find their, their names and, and just become a little more friendly with your neighbors. It makes a significant difference. The other thing that we found was, was also helped us get, I guess, in better contact with our neighborhood was, you know, getting out and going on more walks around our area and, and making more friends with people in the walks, which once again, just made us feel closer to our neighborhood. So if we wandered down to the servo, you'd see more people at, at the corner shop and say, hello, when the Settlers Run was having food trucks out the front during the lockdown, we could go down and you'd see people and you'd say hello. And once again, that the loneliness drops off, especially at a time when we were all pretty isolated and that increased connection grows. And it sounds like it's nothing. And this is hopefully this isn't a lesson where you're like, oh yeah, that's nice. Not going to do it. This is a really important lesson, especially if you are someone that does feel this at times. Or you're a person that's like, oh, no, I'm fine. I bet if you have uh, a grow that connection with your neighbors, you are going to feel better. All right, last one. Oh, I think this one's huge. Um, it's sort of a two-part. You can, you can live off a lot less than you currently are on, um, but also you can go and do that thing that you've always wanted to do. Like I said earlier, you can go and live somewhere else. Um We'll go back to living off less. Yeah. Having two businesses shut down for a period of time, we definitely learn how to live off less. Well, sometimes we feel we're pretty hard done by and we all think, oh, we need more. We always feel like we need more money and need more of this. But you know what? You actually can pretty live pretty lean if you need to. Once you're, you know, I think the best thing that can happen is to you sometimes is when your card gets hacked. Because when your card gets hacked, the bank gives you back the money, that's fine. But you get a new bank card. And then what happens is all your subscriptions and things start bouncing. And then you can audit your subscriptions and go, shit, do I need this? Like how many people have got Stan and then haven't watched Stan for four months but are still paying for Stan? No, not to rip on Stan, but you've got no good shows anymore. So oh, I've cancelled my Stan. <laughs> and all these little ways you can find ways to spend a bit less. But you know, we, we didn't realize that you know, sometimes we're just blowing money on shit and we can live with a far lower overhead and you know, sometimes losing your job or having your job cut back or being put on JobKeeper makes a big change. You know, it forces you to realize that you can do more. But the other one is, again, that fear of that you can't go and move to Queensland or you can't go and move overseas. There's all these, you know, you've got these dreams. If you want to live, I don't know, on a Greek island or if you want to make the move to Bali or you want to live on the Gold Coast, 
or if you want to live in New Orleans. You can do all those things. It might be challenging. It might be hard to go live in New Orleans. I know moving to America is tough, but there's you can just do it. And it's always the fear of, oh, I won't be able to get work or what will I do for a job or how this or what that. If it's the place you want to be, like you can do it. You can make it work. You know, it's At one point where you live right now, you probably didn't know many people or didn't have the job that you have, but you can do it again. We kind of get caught up in our, in our minds. And I actually wrote this in uh, my blog last week that for some strange reason, we kind of get it in our heads that the job that we currently do seems to like, it's like it magically doesn't exist over there or like our method of earning income by, you know, doing work. That doesn't happen over there. And the people over there, they earn money. You know, they just, they it's it's like a, you know, bizarro land. It doesn't happen over there, which is bullshit. People over there are living just like you. They're doing jobs. They're doing work. There's people doing hairdressing. There's people doing laboring. There's people teaching in schools. They're doing all the things that we all do here and they're all earning money and they all got a living. So just go and do it. It's fine. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't matter. And we, it's probably the last thing I'll say is that, that feeling of needing to get ahead. And I'm like, get ahead of what? What are you trying to get ahead of? Just be, just enjoy life. Um, I'll probably finish it off with this last little bit. I can feel myself getting real passionate. <laughs> and and this is my last little thing. This is what I did the other week. Is um after the Tigers, bloody bloody ripper, you Tigers, won their third flag in four years. Um, I've got a little tiger tattoo on my ankle, and it has like the years, you know, 2017, 2019. I was even arrogant enough to put the 2019 off to the side, so there was space for another. And here we go, bang, 2020. And I went to my absolutely legendary uh, lady, and a lot of you guys listening probably know, Tamara. Tamara Casper's Lady Inc. If you guys want to go get yourself a tattoo, look up Lady Inc. in Pearsdale. She's unreal. Um, but yeah, I was like, time to get this tat. Let's get 2020. But I didn't want to waste her time and um, just get four numbers. So I was like, I've got to get something else. I've got to get something. But I couldn't think of anything all week beforehand, even on the day, probably about four hours, three hours beforehand. I was like started to come together and I thought it needs to be maybe a bit of a lesson from 2020 and um and, and I guess all of this especially overall the major lesson to me was to just like just shut the fuck up and just enjoy yourself just enjoy life just stop trying to be busy stop trying to keep up with everybody stop trying to get ahead what the hell does that even mean stop trying to to do all these ridiculous things and compare and keep up and and do all the things that you think others are expecting you to do and just just be happy. Just enjoy the world. And I was like, how can you represent just just stopping and relaxing and enjoying yourself? And I thought, and then just bang into my head, popped in. There's nothing happier in the world in a drawing representation. Oh, there's nothing happier in the world than a dog on a surfboard. Now, I will challenge anybody listening and pop it in the reviews or message me directly or whatever. Tell me what you can think of in the world that is happier than a dog on a surfboard. I challenge you. You will not think of anything. There is nothing happier in the world than a dog on a surfboard. So that's what I got. And we have a new puppy this year too. A little, little I guess she's, she's a, an ISO baby. <laughs> a little haver. They're our little mini Groodle. So I've got myself a little haver 
on a surfboard, wave breaking over her head, sun in the background. She's a happy little bugger. And that is her, my little representation of 2020 to just stop and enjoy yourself. Forget the little things. Stop trying to keep up with imaginary people. Stop trying to get ahead. Just have fun in this life because it is a fucking good one. Everything we got out here, all the access and opportunities we have are amazing. So that's it. I'm going to finish with that. If you can't be anything, just be a dog on a surfboard. That's it. Lockdown lessons. Thank you for listening. If you love it, please, yeah, leave a review on things. Send me messages. I do like hearing from you guys and hearing if whatever I'm rambling on about is having an impact on you. So I do really thank you guys, those that have sent me some messages here and there um, because it's not about me. It's about you guys. And I would like to know that (laughs) what's going on here and what I'm talking about is having an impact. Thanks. Ciao, Valar Fitness Nutrition Mind Podcast. My name is Stuart Cunningham. If you enjoyed the episode, please send us a like, send us a comment, share it with a mate, give us a rating on the iTunes or whatever you're listening to this on. Every little bit of support helps. Looking forward to bringing you some more stuff next week. This 